What's going on traders out there? Are you guys ready to get back into another stock market movers? We got a great show for you. Will the SPY break to the downside? Break the low of the day? That's what I'm asking in the chat right now. Put a one if you feel that we will break. Put a two if you think we come back up through the VWAP during the show. We'll see what you guys think. Let's get right towards the action. Of course, today we got ADP numbers, initial jobless claims that came in, tech companies preparing for economic downturn. Of course, we got some earnings stocks. Yes, Walgreens, Conagra, Constellation Brands. We'll get into that. Novacure coming out with some good study. Western Digital shares moving. Of course, we'll talk about Kathy Woods. At least what I say is the worst buy of 2022. We'll talk a lot about that in, of course, just coming up. We'll get into Silvergate and we'll also touch some upgrades and downgrades. It seems like a lot is going on right now. we got a lot to get into. And of course, don't miss it today. We got Jay Woods, New York Stock Exchange Executive Floor Governor, Chief Market Strategist at Drive Wealth. Excited to have him on. Of course, the man that gave us the insight, the tour of the New York Stock Exchange, joining us from the New York Stock Exchange floor. Stick around, team. We got a great show for you. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. I can't help you cheat, but I can give you the informational edge to help you succeed in the markets. Welcome to Stock Market Movers all the market moving headlines and expert opinions every day. They say money is the oxygen of capitalism and I want to breathe more than any man alive. On traders, how we doing out there? It looks like it's a red day to start it off. We'll get into the spy right now, but of course the numbers that came out today that definitely shook things up. The first thing was an ADP number, right? That came in here, increasing by 235,000, when, of course, the expectations were for 145,000. Huge, hot number, right? Not what we wanted to see, of course, if you were a bull. And then, of course, following shortly afterwards, we got initial jobless claims coming in at 204,000 versus the 225,000 estimated. Well, this is definitely important as it goes ahead and gives the Fed what? Continuous ammo to continue raising the rates, stay on track where they're at. And of course, what we've been talking about, where does the focus go now? I think the focus really goes towards a prolonged focus on what? High interest rates, right? I think this is going to be something that we need to watch. How long will these higher interest rates be embedded into the system, right? And what will that cause, right? Now, I think this is what leaves little to no room for me in my eyes that we are going to get a soft landing because as the as we keep pushing higher and higher those interest rates and if the jobs number doesn't break and of course the economy doesn't break, well, I feel that the Fed will just continue doing what they've always done which is play the game of extreme. Extreme meaning that they'll keep raising rates further than most people think, trying to get us back down towards that 2% interest, uh, inflation rate, 
which is going to be pretty difficult, right? It's going to be way difficult. We've talked about it with economists, how from four to 2% is going to be very difficult to get to. Now you can get maybe to six from four to two is going to take a while. And of course, yesterday in the FOMC minutes, I think one of the most important thing is that no FOMC member expected rate cuts in 2023. Yet, it seems like a lot of the bulls out there do. Now, let's get into the action. Let's take a look at the SPY today. 15 minutes. As you guys know, I've been looking at this kind of uh, kind of sideways price action. Are we going to break above or below it? That's what matters to me, right? What's going to happen here? Are we going to go towards the 377.80s or are we going to come back up towards the 386 and break to the upside? We'll see what happens. It's been a sideways of consolidation. It's been a tough day, as you guys can see from the 15-minute candle. Will we break through the lows? We'll have to wait and find out. It's good to catch you guys in the chat. OP says none. None of the above, probably. Hey, we'll have to wait and see. Um, It's going to be a tough one. Spy definitely dragging today. We'll get into some of the stocks here, but... I don't know. If the SPY breaks is 379, I think we'll start breaking through this daily range. And then we'll start coming back towards the 364s, the 360s. And, of course, it's not out of the questions that we could come back down there towards that 348 as we've really been rejecting the top of the range, now starting to come down. And the focus out there is really just going to be, I think, focusing on recession that could be coming and of course, prolonged interest rates. And it doesn't help when we're getting what? We're getting a lot of these tech companies, right? Coming in and giving us a kind of outlook that it ain't looking good, especially extended towards this year. Um, we got it from Amazon, right? Amazon now cutting more workers. Why would they be cutting more workers? Because they expect they don't need them. At least that's what I would feel. And at the end of the day, uh, Amazon did ha- had stated that this was only going to be a 10,000 position cut, and it went up to 18,000. I think it's definitely something to keep in mind as they are cutting. And they said that they leaked this, of course, because an employee had already leaked the plans and he wanted to do a public announcement. That came from the CEO, Andy Jazzy. Now let's move forward from Amazon. We can take a look at the intraday action. It continued on the downside action. And as our leadership goes, well, so will kind of the overall market go, right? I mean, we could take a look at our leadership today. It isn't looking great. You guys can see here, Apple down on the day, Microsoft down on the day, Google down on the day, Amazon down on the day, all the bigger names just taking a hit. And even UNH taking a big hit, J&J taking a big hit. The only one that's up here from the kind of the leaders is oil. Oil is not having a bad day. It's the only area that is having a pretty good day. Maybe communication services if you're looking into T-Mobile. But we'll get into a little bit into that on what was hot and what was not. Let's get back towards getting out of the tech companies. Let's go to some of these earnings stocks. Let's go to WBA. Let's take a look at Walgreens as they came in with their numbers today. EPS at $1.16, beat the $1.13 estimate. Sales at $33.38 billion, beat the $32.83 billion estimate. Walgreens Boots Alliance maintains fiscal year 23 EPS guidance of $4.45 to $4.65 versus a $4.40. Eight cent estimate. They also raised fiscal year 23 sales guidance. So didn't look too bad. But as you guys can see, 
bad reaction there, straight down there on Walgreens Boots Alliance. And it's overall, I mean, the pharmaceutical retailers are not doing good right now. If you look around there, uh, Rad taking another hit down, right? CVS taking a hit, UNH, everything in that healthcare plan is also coming down. That didn't help it. You guys can see CVS taking another leg lower. These don't look good. Let's go to the daily chart on Walgreens to see the next stop. As you guys see, we came from kind of this like V bottom here. Now it looks like we could come right back down there. I, I honestly wouldn't be uh, trying to call support here until we get all the way down there towards the 31s. And it looks like we did a big crack today after making our way back up towards the 42. Quick rejection. Now we're back towards 34. All right, getting out of Walgreens, we'll keep going. Let's go to Conagra Brands here as we go, go ahead and take a look here. Uh, Conagra is C-A-G. Uh, you guys can see this was getting a little bit of a lift, and we've been watching this stock for a while now. We drew this trend line and created this on December 14th. We're looking for this to take a nice little step up. I'll show you guys when that date was. That was right here as we were starting to go sideways and holding above here. Now we're starting to get that next trend move, starting to get through that 39. This one isn't the biggest mover, right? But I do like the weekly and monthly chart on this as you're really starting to get back here towards the high. We'll look to see what happens when we get up here towards the 4120s. And can we get past that going towards the 50s? Not looking too bad here. EPS at 81 cent beat the 66 cent estimate. Sales at 3.31 billion beat the 3.28 billion estimate. We'll see if Conagra Brands can take that next step and keep pushing. Let's keep the earnings rolling here. Let's go to Constellation Brands, STZ. Um, as you guys can see, this one turned around on the monthlies. Let's look at the daily and look how this was just a little while ago. was looking like it was going to give you a nice breakout. A lot of the times I talk about four attempts to break out. And if it can't attempt to break out through that last attempt, the fourth attempt, a lot of times you'll get turnaround all the way to support exactly what we got here. Now really starting to break down and coming towards further support as you come to this level. This is where I'd pull it now towards around the one, 210s, two, two, uh, 209 area. That's where it seemed to make sense for some support to come into play. You guys can look at it also on the weekly. That's going to help us get a little bit closer of a level here to look for the bounce. Really wanted to reclaim kind of the 211s. It's been kind of breaking down below this. We'll see if it comes back, but definitely getting crushed here today. Constellation Brands, of course, uh, it's just not probably in the best kind of uh, spot right now. But one thing I would say is this is kind of more of a value name. Eventually, I feel like this will make its way back. But of course, when we're taking this big of a hit, you got to be careful, team. 230s to 210s, not what you wanted to see there in Constellation Brands. They missed. Um, they did beat on sales, uh, but did see fi uh, fiscal year uh, improving in 23. EPS of $11 to $11.20 uh, versus a $10.94 estimate. We'll see if it's able to turn around. Another big stock and story of the day, of course, is NovoCure. If you guys didn't catch that, let's go to that one. That was NVCR. Now, seeing it was continuing even in the intraday, this one's a real ride. Um, so definitely be careful out there. Of course, is the healthcare name. Uh, what they released today, they announced that the lunar study met its 
primary endpoints, demonstrating a statistically significant clinically meaningful improvement in overall survival over standard therapies alone. So definitely getting the lift up. We'll see if this one can catch a rocket towards the end. One thing that I like about this one is I would just point out like kind of this hourly level. If this hourly level can hold around the 102.50s, not a bad area to start looking to see if we can pop right back into the kind of the hourly resistance. I'd look at this level around here. We got about 123s. If we can get through that level. Maybe we can get through the 130s and actually push up. But of course, we've been seeing some of these healthcare names really start getting moving. Just be careful out there because they're fast moves. That's for sure. All right, we can keep going. We've got a couple more headlines to go to, and then we'll get into our interview coming up in just a couple of minutes. Excited to go ahead and talk to Jay Woods. You guys remember that uh, tour from New York Stock Exchange. Honestly, one of my highlights from 2022. So excited to get into a conversation with Jay coming up. Let's keep moving through. There's some more headlines. Let's get towards the, let's, let's do the Silvergate. And let's talk a little bit about what happened there. Of course, this is for me, I would have to say, uh, Kathy Wood's worst trade of 2022 because I remember on 11.18, and I'll show you guys that on the daily chart so you guys can see where that was, right? So November 18 is all the way back here. Um, we're talking right here. All right, on this Friday, Kathy went and she bought... She bought uh, just 74,000 shares of Silvergate Capital Corp um, and also bought on that specific day 317,000 shares of Coinbase. Um, and now we're getting note that from Silvergate that they're saying that they have sufficient liquidity, but laying off 40% of its staff, not necessarily the, the kind of confidence that you want to be hearing from, right? So we'll see what happens there in Silvergate. Now down to 1262. Will this keep coming down? It's just something that I probably wouldn't want to be in front of. It looks like Kathy definitely got in front of it. Coin also around the similar date, right? The 18th. Um, and so that's right here. And you guys can see it's not looking good. I mean, at least she's had some position before in coin, but now down to 34, and I did see some downgrades with some FTX concerns on Coin. Um, and you, you guys saw Cohen uh, downgrading Coin, Coinbase today to market perform and announcing a $36 price target. That's just slightly higher than we are right now. But Coin and SI, I really don't think they were the best investments for ARK Invest to jump into at the end of November. But hey, to each his own, if you guys think uh, SI and uh, kind of Coinbase are going to come back. And for that case, MSTR, right? This is one that I would, I've been calling short since right about here in the 300 range. We've been coming down towards the 150s. We'll see eventually if we actually do break kind of those lows in 22. But we'll see what happens with the cryptocurrency stocks. And for that case, we saw Mara having a really good day yesterday, not having that great of a day today. Hanging on, at least. Not the worst chart. We'll see if it's able to bounce back. All right, getting out of Silvergate talk and Mara talk. We're about to get into our interview. But like always, team, you guys get to enjoy the interview also. One thing that we have an advantage here, of course, is running through YouTube. So if you guys have a question, right, right here on Benzinga, you guys get to ask. So I want to see you guys throwing up a good question here for Jay Woods is coming up next. And like always, team, smash the like button. Let's get towards the action. 
what we're going to do with Jay is definitely talk right off the top. We'll get into kind of 2023 outlook. Then we'll get into more current events. Stay tuned for some of that. Can't wait to hear some of the conversation. Let's get to it. Our first interview today. All right, let's bring in Jay Woods here. How we doing? Hey, Joining Mitch, us have- from New York, the best place in the world, right? Yeah, well, uh, debatable, but it's a very fun place to be right now. Uh, weather's great. Market isn't going down uh, too much, uh, <laughs> although not not so much today. But it's good to be with you. Happy New Year to you, Mitch. Yeah, Happy New Year's. It's good to start over, you know, kind of flip the page. But like always, we want to make sure that we're keeping with the FOMC, right? One of the things I think really led 22 was monetary policy. Everybody oh. focus on what's going on with the Fed, right? I, I, I mean, every day it seemed like we were getting this Fed talk and this Fed talk, and it was definitely moving the markets. What do you think about 23 going forward? Well, it's, it's a little uh, wash, rinse, repeat here because that's all we're talking about right now. If you, you know it, you we're chopping right now. 3,800, 3,900 in the S&P 500 under the 200-day moving average continued in that downtrend. Things we don't like to see. Um, we're waiting on Fed headlines. They're going to be speaking uh, all over the place in the next few weeks. But uh, the continued talk is, what is the path going forward? Are we finally going to slow down? Are we going to ease? God forbid we pivot. Uh, you know, so the Fed fund rate right now is four and a quarter, four and a half percent. We all pretty much are in agreement. We're going to five percent. And then the question becomes, is that the ceiling or is that the new floor? And that's what we're waiting on. So we're going to chop a little bit until that February 1st meeting and 2.30 press conference. And that's a long way away for us traders. We want to get going now. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been talking about is a prolonged higher interest rate environment. And what would that cause for the market? Do you think that we're going to be running into a little bit longer of that wait for the actual pivot that everyone keeps talking about? Well, first we pause, then we pivot. So, um, you know, that pivot's going to take some time. What I'd like to see them do is slow it down a little bit, let things digest. We're very focused on the labor market, as we should be, but it's a lagging indicator. All signs are what they've done so far is starting to have an effect and the economy is slowing. Okay, great. Labor market, uh, right, that's a little befuddling. We're, we're having some numbers today that were positive that we didn't really expect. Um, so let's just kind of slow it down and see if that catches up and you can have that soft landing. The fear is they continue to aggressively raise, and then you get a jobs number out of nowhere after some bad earnings where now the companies are overreacting. They're going to lay off people uh, a little more aggressively than we saw, say, at Amazon or Salesforce yesterday. And boom, you have a number that now should be good for the the stock market, but scares us because it's too hot. So this soft landing is going to be interesting. And then, of course, recession talk. That, that, that's the theme going forward. When is it officially recession? Let, let's rip off the Band-Aid and call it that way. But uh, we still have the strong labor market. So the National Bureau of Economic Research is not going to do that. Yeah, of course. And at the beginning of the year, I felt like the bulls were really starting to get that optimism going, right? It seems like everyone was looking and talking about the January effect. What are your experiences yeah. with the January effect and well, what you've seen work? It's two things. First of all, Santa came. So uh, we talked about the Santa Claus rally at the end of the year. Last five trading days of uh, the, the year plus the first two of the new year. 
Uh, we finished up slightly. What's it mean? It doesn't mean anything. It means that is a strong period historically. So if you bought the S&P 500, you made a minimal gain. Congratulations to you. January effect is really not what we want to focus on. The January effect is the effect that people put new money into the market. It's a new year. We tax loss sell in December. We buy in January. But what we want to focus on is the January barometer. And as January goes, so goes the S&P 500. So did a little research for you, Mitch. And nice. uh, th this, this, was, this was a great stat prior to 2001. In the last 20 years, we've gone up in January eight times and it didn't work out. And, you know, or we, we've gone up eight times and didn't follow through. We've gone down eight times. We didn't follow through. What the pattern now happens to be is last year we were down in January. We closed down. So the barometer was in effect. Uh, but it's every other year. Uh, there's really no consistency to this barometer. Prior to 2001, it was in an 83% rate between 1950 and 2001. January was up, so was the market. Uh, it, like For you, recent memory, 18, January was up 7%. And guess what? The S&P 500 climbed another 28%. In 19, we were up 5.6%. We finished the year flat. We were down 6% the rest of the year. So it, it's a great stat that worked for a while. But uh, I'm not banking on how January goes the rest of the year goes. There's just too much going on, especially with an aggressive Fed. Uh, so while it was a great barometer, a great indicator for a while, I think we can kind of take it with a grain of salt now. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes, uh, you know, things come and go. And I think that's the important thing of noticing those recent trends. Appreciate you bringing that data. Let's talk about the tech companies preparing for a downturn. We heard it from, you know, Salesforce yesterday, today, Amazon. And it seems like we're getting continuous warnings of, from even the higher up CEOs warning us about what's coming. Yeah. And, and tech has been a, has been a rough ride uh, these last 12 months. And now I think Amazon kind of said it themselves. Andy Jassy, when he talked about laying off 18,000 people, um, he, he kind of admitted, yeah, we overhired during the pandemic because, Technology, look, you know, we, and we, we can talk about Kathy Wood in a little while and some of those stocks. They had a great run. There was a strong demand for it, and we, they needed to hire. And now things have calmed down. The pendulum swung back towards the middle or back the other way, and we need that, that, that hospitality, those leisure jobs. But uh, the jobs in the tech sector, yeah, you're going to see them slow down. And now as we get into the earnings season, if, if these companies are missing their numbers, they're going to have to cut costs. And how are they going to cut costs again? And that's where you see the labor market and the labor jobs uh, start to cool off a little bit. So that's why I want the Fed to kind of like pause, digest. But the tech sector has been rough. And then technically, uh, they're all broken down. Uh, we want to talk yeah. about the big the big names, the Teslas, the Apples of the world. Um, you know, these are not fun looking charts. And as a technician, I follow price patterns. And you want to say Tesla's oversold. I'll agree with you every day of the week. But guess what you know if you're looking at major support we've got some minor support here but a lot of these names you have to go back to the pre-covid levels uh and we're talking february 2020 and if you're looking at tesla we're looking at the 60s you're looking at apple you're looking at 80. amazon already got there all right the dow jones industrial got there before everybody else and that's actually the best looking of the the places to be um but yeah th there still could be some more pain in tech uh, we're seeing it with reductions in the labor force cutting of costs. And I think that theme may continue for at least two more quarters. Like always at the beginning part of the year, we start thinking, what are the top sectors for this year, right? Will we get some rotation from that? Do you still see energy, healthcare names at the top? Doesn't look like um, tech is going to be jumping towards the top. 
What do you yeah, think? Yeah, you know, you may get a nice bounce second half of the year in tech, but, uh, you know, right now tech is leading us to the downside. Discretionary is leading us to the downside. So there's leadership there, just not the direction you want to follow. Um, I think energy you had a nice run, two great years. Um, I don't think it, it means the top is in, but I, I could not see a sustainable rally much higher from levels we are unless – oil spikes back and holds above 100 for a sustainable period of time. Um, I think you nailed it with healthcare. Healthcare and industrials are the two sectors to me that have really held up relatively well. And then you look under the hood. And so when we talk healthcare sector, we'll talk XLB. And then you look at the holdings in that. And you're talking Bristol Myers and Merck, two of the top 10 holdings breaking out to 20 year highs, decade level highs. Uh, Merck has done so, Bristol Myers is, is close. Uh, the one stock I did like that kind of is giving me pause right now is United Healthcare. Biggest waiting in the Dow, uh, but it just broke the 200-day moving average. And if it doesn't rally in the next two days, something's changed there, and you may want to you, you may want to look away. There you go, UNH on the chart there. Yeah, that that is that is an ugly. Let's let's see where the dust settles on this before we jump in here. But prior to that little breakdown, uh, the stock had been acting great. So let's see if it's a bear trap or. Um, something a little bit bigger. But the rest of the sector, overall, the charts look strong. The trends have been slow and steady, and you have potential for a breakout. It's been chopping. It's getting a little wider, a little megaphone-ish, if you will. Um, but in a bear market, in an environment where there are struggles, healthcare tends to do well. And seeing what's under the hood, uh, I think it's the place to be. And then the other place is industrials. If you look at the XLI, you've got your defense stocks, which you'll find in the ITA index. Uh, that's had a nice run. Now we have a little ceasefire. This is a great thing, but uh, that could cause some of the Lockheed Martins, Northrop Grumman's of the world to be a little bit under pressure. Uh, they've had a good run. But then you look at Caterpillar and Deer. These are global companies with a weakening dollar that may do well, not just domestically because, you know, demand for the industrials there are strong, but globally they're gonna they're gonna withstand this pretty nicely so the industrials caught my eye as well and then if you want to go nail it down to another sector uh insurance stocks you know these are boring uh these are not the stocks you're going to want to talk about when you get on your morning show and hey let's see what's moving you know <laughs> you're not going to talk about chubb or metlife this isn't yeah. fun but chubb metlife progressive aig these are names within the index that are making new highs that have been strong slow and steady gainers and in an environment like this, um, unless you're a really active day trader setting stops closely and just glued to your screen, which I know a lot of your viewers are, you, you want to just kind of put money to work and put it away and not worry too much. And insurance is a good spot to do that. Yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, we need to be kind of watching where there's a little bit of pockets of strength and especially if they're just staying, you know, steady. And um, yeah. those insurance stocks, that's what I've seen too. The trend's just steady. And I mean, in a volatility and environment like we're dealing with, steady doesn't look too bad right now. Any themes that particular that you like? Of course, EV was the big talk of kind of 2022. Uh, Tesla, we already see where that's kind of heading. Any kind of themes or thematic ideas that you're thinking about? Well, I'm obsessed with learning more about this AI and, uh, you know, what's mm. going to be the next Google in the AI space. Um, I think what we're going to see a theme going forward is some some M&A activity that doesn't really sound like a big deal right now. But you're going to see some of these bigger companies, these Googles, these Amazons, these Apples start to pick up some of these small little public companies. Kathy would like names that 
haven't done well, recent SPACs that haven't really caught on, that have a great story to tell. They just need to be with the right people to tell that story. So look for some M&A activity over the next two to six months, let's say. And, you know, you know when, when someone buys that next ring or <laughs> nest, these are little technological technology advances that yeah. could help you know, be the next big product for an Apple or an Amazon. So I think some M&A activity, some under the radar things will be good. Unfortunately, I don't see any IPO activity. And the theme, of course, is going to be the Fed, the Fed, the Fed. Uh, so, you know, that's what the macro theme is under the hood. Watch for some of these little companies to, to get picked up. It could be interesting. Yeah, I think when we talk about little companies, one of the things that uh, a lot of people have been looking at is kind of the zombie stocks, the ones that are more cash burning, right? And we just saw kind of news coming out from Triple BY, Bed Bath & Beyond, right? Uh, potential bankruptcy concerns coming from that. Do you expect to see some zombie stocks and starting to see some bankruptcies show up? Um, yeah, unfortunately, that's what happens in bear markets. That's what happens in tough economic times like we're going through right now. And, you know, for some of the stronger, well-balanced companies, they, they take this as an opportunity to pick up a big name. Like Bed Bath & Beyond is a great name. Everyone knows it. But, you know, under the hood, it just hasn't been run too well. And as you can see by the stock price, has Ryan Cohen men mentioned anything about it today? I haven't heard him in a while. Uh, yeah. Kind of disappeared he after it got to 30. So. Anything uh, reverse there? Reverse split kind of got yeah. him out of there. That, that's definitely yeah. ever since that uh, that recent spike, right? That and one thing that I would just time. say, though, yep. is, mm -hmm. Jay, as you and I are really technical, we always take a look at it. Whenever we see charts like this, this kind of scares us, right? Like when you see these just quick spikes, quick down, quick spikes, quick down. I mean, has a history of doing this. Got to be yep. careful with stocks like this. And I feel like a lot of the time investors get lost in stocks like this. You do. And they're, they're momentum plays. And I, I joked about it on Twitter. And maybe I shouldn't have done this. But uh, I looked at the short interest. And it's 33% yeah. of the float. Remember when people used to get around their computers and tweet out, oh, the short interest in this is. And then we would gun for a stock trying to get a squeeze on. You know, sometimes the shorts are right. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they've been right in AMC and GameStop for the last 52 weeks. Um, whether or not that continues, who knows? That's not my place to say. Yeah. My place is just to watch the trends and the trends continue to be down in those, you know, once high flying names and Bed Bath and Beyond is another example of that. Um, and I don't know where the white knight would be there, but maybe they, you know, they could go bankruptcy. They could find a partner, someone that wants to come in and, uh, you know, acquire the brand, but, uh, it's an interesting time and it's, it just, kind of goes back and reminds you that some of these high flyers, you know, you really have to do your work to say, is this for real or is this not? And uh, in the case of Bed Bath & Beyond, it, it just wasn't at that time. Yeah, definitely. I feel like sometimes, you know, we have markets that like to focus on story. And a lot of times that's probably when we're not having such significant macro environment. And at this certain time, it's more the macros running everything and the micro doesn't really matter underneath the hood. I think it's always yeah. important to be catching is are we running more story based, fundamental based, technical based and having multiple tools looking underneath the hood. Uh, one that I would bring up with that is like Tesla and Elon. Right. When we think about yeah. it, it seems like the story has been driving it down, but it's not necessarily in my eyes all Tesla. It's a lot more Elon driven right now to the downside. What do you think about the situation? Yeah, you know, he likes to be out there and he puts himself out there. And what happens to people when they're on top in this world? 
people try to knock you down. And that's what's happening. And there are a lot of people gloating about, you know, how, you know, this Twitter deal was a little ridiculous, which let's be honest, it was. It was the only social media stock up last year. And if he had just pulled away and kept his mouth shut, he could have gotten it on the cheap. Um, so obviously he overpaid for that. Um, he's putting himself in the news a little too much. And if I was a Tesla shareholder, you know, he's done amazing things for this company. Look at, look at the chart. Look at the growth. Well, they just missed expectations. Let's just focus on it. We were very critical of Jack Dorsey when he was running two companies. Well, now Elon's running three, maybe four. Who knows? But, yeah. you know, as a shareholder, I would want my CEO to, to be able to just focus on the one product. And I think he'll get back to that. It sounds like, you know, the, the people have spoken. They want him out at Twitter and they'll put somebody else in charge and he'll watch it more from a distance and be active on the platform. Uh, but, you know, Tesla... This is a big drawdown, and uh, it just all the momentum is to the downside. If you're going to trade this stock, there are two ways to trade it. You trade it actively, and you use stops, and you watch every single second that this thing moves. All right? That's for your audience. Or you're a young investor who believes in the company, believes in Elon Musk, believes in the story long term, that it's not just a car company, that it's an energy play, and it is the future. Then you ease into it and you buy a little bit here. You buy a little bit there. You buy, you go on your cash app and you buy fractional shares. You put $10, $20 in here and there and you'll cost average. That's what people should be doing in this overall market. And if you have a favorite stock, if you have something you strongly believe in, then this this is a godsend, this market. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, but to someone your age, my friend, uh, you know, your long-term accounts, keep putting money away because in five, 10 years, you're going to be very thankful you did. I look back on my career and that was the best advice someone gave me was open that 401k and put it away. And I'm like, well, you know, the Dow's at 3,300. It's on a tremendous run. Well, it's at 33,000 now, you know, 33 decades later. But, you know, that money will compound and grow over time. So for younger people, embrace the bear, cuddle it, have fun. Uh, you know, for individual traders trying to catch that falling knife, um, the, the one quote you wanted a quote from me. And I wasn't going to get all philosophical on you and bring you anything. I'm going to quote my good friend, Brian Shannon. And yeah, I'm let's gonna, do that. I'm going to clean it up because I'm not much of a cursor. Those that know me know I rarely ever curse. Um, it's a joke, by the way. Um, but don't buy stocks and freaking downtrends uh, would be Brian's best advice. And, you know, if you want to buy strong, smart stocks and watch your money grow, then, then wait for it. You're not going to catch the bottom. If you do, congratulations. It's more luck than skill. Um, but you know, ease into positions. Don't go all in because, oh, Tesla's down 55% a month. Yeah, we, we know that, but doesn't mean it can't go lower. Uh, look at the Kathy Wood stocks. And, I'll, you know, we didn't yeah. discuss this, but I looked at all 30 stocks in the ARK fund before I came on the show today. There's only one stock in the entire 30 group portfolio. That's exact sciences, symbol E-A-E-X-A-S, Texas yep. without the T. Um, and that, who knows where it is now that I got on the air, but uh, it's the only <laughs> one above its 20, its 50, and its 200-day moving average. It's the yep. only one that's flagging after nice two legs up. That technically is the one stock that looks good. I can't tell you what all her stocks do. She, she knows the stories better than anybody. I just know that story's not working right now. And when you see a group of 30 stocks and the best performer last year was down 22%. Pager duty was that one. Then you're going to you're gonna shake your head and pause. Okay, wait a second. You, you, you pick 30 stocks and they were all down. Something isn't right. Uh, so you have to do your work. You have to look under the hood. And this may be the first of the 30 to, to turn around. 
uh, barring a takeover in one of the others because technically they're making new lows. Uh, they're trending lower. The, this is not where you want to put money to work. You want to see some bases, and we're starting to see them in, in other aspects of, of this market, but we, we don't want to try to pick the bottom. They, no one got rich picking the bottom. They got lucky if they did. Definitely, and I can say always, I mean, you can get lucky once. It's hard to be lucky twice, three, four times. Doesn't usually work out. Um, nope. One last question I got from the chat. Always want to give them an opportunity. They want, right. a little, they want a little background on you, Jay. Uh -oh. uh, so uh, here, JD is asking, what did Jay do in high school, college, to get to his current position? One thing uh -oh. I would definitely recommend, we have a little bit deeper story on this on our tour that we put out, but you go ahead. What do you? You know what? what? You let let, let me let me plug that tour because Mitch got to come to the New York Stock Exchange and we did a nice tour with him and the team from Benzinga back here. You should link that out for those got who that. want want a little bit behind the scenes. Um, there is no magical path to how I got to where I got to. There were different influences and mentors along the way, and as you grow in this business or any business for that matter, ask a lot of questions. Find someone you can trust. Find someone that's going to take the time to pull you aside and answer what you think is a stupid question. Like, I, you know, like I could have asked a stupid question, like, what is a stock? Or why are they red? Why are they green? Because at one point I didn't know red was down and green was up. Uh, and you start to learn and just don't ask the same question again and again and again. But I will give a shout out to my high school, my high school in Philadelphia, St. Joe's Prep. Uh, that, that put me on the path. Uh, being involved in team sports, uh, in finance. Uh, I don't like to do things on my own. I like to bounce ideas off of people. I, I like to hear other opinions and you do that in team sports. And that helped me with, and it helps me today with my trading. I'll bounce things off people in the CMT association. I'll bounce things off of uh, people online to get their you know, idea, but it's me who pulls the trigger and it's me who has to make the final decision and live with it. Uh, college, I went to college to be a lawyer. Well, look where that got me. Uh, it was an internship, and that's why I talk about mentoring. Uh, that opened my eyes to Wall Street. I needed a job uh, for beer money. Let's be real. Uh, you know, Fordham, 1991, 1992. Uh, I was running out of cash. Uh, I was studying for you know the LSATs. Yeah, that was fun. And um, I got an internship on a trading desk, and it changed my life. So uh, you know, if you're a student, uh, take that experience, even if you're not sure that's the field you want to go into and see what what it brings you because it can tell you you love it or you hate it but it's giving you an answer and that's a great thing uh so and then there's nothing better than this experience behind you uh yeah, you know you I'm want a background like i'll move out of the way the background's behind me um that. you know the people that have been on this journey here at the new york stock exchange the exchange itself uh there there's no greater place in the world uh you know i i could never say enough wonderful things about the new york stock exchange Definitely. And like always, I, I think that you definitely took some opportunities and learned from firsthand experience. You actually got in there and you got to see it. And I think like I that was able to even just step in the door at the New York Stock Exchange. I could feel it. It's such a, a feeling being there, the energy, the just pure passion that you see everybody just trying to do their absolute yep. best. And that's what I love. Um, and, the, and that's why I, I am in finance. I think that's why you're in finance, Jay, because yep. it always changing and we're always working towards being better. And that's always something that I think everybody can love in their job. And, and, and that's what the great thing about the stock exchange, the markets in general, 
if you're watching this and you you think you're so good that you you you've seen it all, then then just you know check your ego out the door. Stop. That's what you don't know what the next day is going to bring. You don't know what the next breaking story is going to bring. But you want to have tools in place, and that's why you know you, Mitch, myself, um, I follow price patterns. And if something changes like that UNH chart, something changed. I didn't yeah. like that. I love this stock, and now I'm like, you know what? Let me cut my losses. Get the hell I out of it. I think it was uh, Cigna. Just to yeah. just to mention, I think it was right. the downgrade on Cigna that started taking down the industry. But well, there you see, and there was always a story behind the price move. You just have to find out what it is. But yeah. something has changed, and when all these uptrends started breaking, something's changed. And if you don't have the technicals in place to manage your risk, because that is your number one job when you're trading. You're not YOLOing into a trade. You're managing your risk. You're stepping in. You're taking little profits at a time. You hope you hit that home run. Guess what? If you get a stock that doubles, you're probably going to sell most of it, and you're going to yell at yourself when it quadruples or you get that 10-bagger once in your life because you, you gave it away on a double. Let these be your worst problems in the world. Um, you know, But always be humble to the market because you never know what the next day is going to bring and, and always have that risk management strategy in place, and that's why – looking at the charts, studying the technicals. It's not voodoo. It's giving you lines in the sand that you can actually use to, to manage the risk and see what the upside potential may be and, and hopefully reap the reward. Couldn't say it better. Jay Woods from the New York Stock Exchange floor joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your day and definitely check out Drive Wealth team. Appreciate you coming on, Jay. Always a pleasure, Mitch. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Take care. All right, that's going to do it for our interview today. Like always, it's always great to hear from Jay. Definitely, what I love about Jay is that he's always has that passion. No matter what day you're coming in, you're going to see that guy with a smile on his face and working hard. There's nothing better than that. Let's get towards the action. Let's take a look at the spy. Did we crack? What's going on? Let's take a look. All right, let's get into it. Looks like we got a little bit of some reversal action off of that. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll pull it up here. 15 minute. You guys can see that starting to just bounce off of that kind of 379. Now we're starting to get a little bit of a rally towards the close. It's been kind of consistent for this power hour rally towards the end of the day. We'll see if we get back through the open, the open right now, uh, 381, uh, 52. We're right now at 381.17. Let's see if we get back through that open and start getting back into the green, at least from the open. Uh, as the SPY tries to make its way back here. Of course, Tesla and the leadership, right? Tesla went down there to 108 today. I talked about how important that 108 would be for Tesla. Would we hold 108? So important. I feel like a lot of people are using that level to go ahead and risk off of it. Looks like we went right back down there today and quickly right back towards the 112. Will we eventually take out that 108 on the downside or... Will we just start coming back up here towards the 114? As you can see, Tesla in a little bit of a battle here between the bulls and the bears. As some people are trying, I feel, to really just jump on this as it's oversold. We'll see if it actually can get a trend to the upside. Just been kind of sideways right now. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's actually reversing. But taking a pause in the downside action is not the worst thing to see in Tesla. All right, we'll see what else is going on. Markets bouncing a bit off Bullard saying inflation likely to moderate. Well, thank you for bringing that in, Arden. Probably missed that uh, as it was hitting the tape there. 
Uh, new Tesla upgrade just out from Edward Jones. Hey, appreciate that, JD. We'll see what happens there. All right, let's keep going. We'll take a look at what was hot and what was not today, and then we can get into some other headlines. Of course, there's more going on. Uh, let's get into what was hot. Energy, of course, was hot today. As we saw some of these oil stocks bouncing back today, one that definitely caught my attention was VLO. Let's go to Valero here as this was bouncing back today. Nice little 15-minute chart came back towards the VWAP, bounced a couple of times right on there. You can see it here, uh, VWAP at 122.85. Uh, we went to a low of 122.86. So like right off of that, now bouncing back there towards the 124. Doesn't look too bad. Let's go to an Exxon Mobil, starting to push back towards the 109.59s. I wonder if you know oil really got the lift. I was looking at the front month. Um, I know that we got some inventory numbers and you did see that spike around, you know, kind of this morning and continuing the spike. But one thing I'm really watching, does crude oil go into the 80s or does it go into the 60s? I think this is going to be very important. We've been seeing it go as low as 7102 on December 9th. Now I want to watch, do we break that 72? Do we come back into the 60s? I think that's going to be very vital to watch. If you're like kind of an XLE energy trade, don't miss it, team. All right, I'll, I'll keep watching here on these energy trade. I'm not sure if it's going to be able to just keep riding up to the high, but I'll tell you right now, this one's a hard one as you're starting to see more and more chop on these charts. We'll see what ends up happening. Do we pick a direction in these oil stocks? Communication services getting a little lift today. T-Mobile is the highlight there. Uh, I do have a headline here for T-Mobile as T-Mobile delivered record customer growth, adding expected industry best 6.4 million postpaid customers, 2 million broadband customers in 2022. So, of course, you guys know T-Mobile kind of also launched their internet. They've been really kind of getting more and more of the customers trying to really take as much as the market share as possible. And as you guys can see, T-Mobile has been holding up. This has actually had a really good 2022. If you think about this stock, this stock is up about almost 30% for 2022. Now starting the new year, of course, we'll see how this can get the next leg. Will it continue to push towards the upside? Uh, Verizon also getting some nice push lately. Look at this. It's a little sneaky little chart here that's made a nice little 6% move as Verizon starts making a, a lift there. Also, AT&T, ex-dividend day coming into play soon. I was keeping an eye on it. I just want to go ahead and make sure that I give it to you guys. It's in four days, ex-dividend for AT&T. So that's why I think these stocks are getting a nice little push. Uh, we'll see what happens there in AT&T as we get closer to that ex-dividend date. All right, getting out of commu communication services, consumer cyclical was strong yesterday. Not having the worst day today. As you guys can see, it's it's decently up. Department stores not having a bad day there. Macy's had a good day yesterday, continuing trying to get back through the high now as it's towards 2154. We'll see what happens there. DDS, JK, JKS, um, JKS, KSS. Um, Kohl's, nice little push also. Came down and with the market nice, getting a nice little push, they're pushing too. We'll see if the SPY actually gets back here uh, towards that spike from the 1015 um, when we get that, when we got that mention from Russia uh, that I didn't really take too much to serious, but 381.84, we'll look to see if we get back towards that level.
That's really the level that I think that we'll get bullish if we get above. All right, let's get to Apple. I think Apple is definitely one to keep on watch here. Um, it's below the VWAP. What will happen when we actually hold above it is something to keep in mind. Basic materials slightly up here. Uh, agricultural inputs, copper having a decent day there. FCX is one that I'll definitely point out. And of course, SCCO. Remember, we were watching this one in the 50s. It's continued to strength. This is one that I would talk about like I just did. One that is just stair-stepping and continuing the trend. These are the trends that are staying strong. And it looks like copper is not too bad of a pick, right? I might actually be looking at FCX a little bit more as we continue the strength through the 41. Steel also, we talked about this. Did Cliff give us a little bit of a sign? Newcore starting to come back up. X starting to come back up. Cleveland Cliff was really kind of leading, uh, getting nice little push there and continuing to push. We'll look to see if these can keep making moves up. Steel Dynamics is another one that I'd point out. As you're seeing, steel up today about 1.75 and about 1.7 from the open. Aluminum also showing up here, not looking too bad. That's, of course, AA. We'll see if that gets lift. BTU finally bouncing back a little bit. Can it get back into the 30s? That's what's going to need for it to hold the strength. But it came down fast, remember, towards a 24.17. So you got to be careful on a stock like BTU. Or you can look at a little bit less volatile AMR. That one doesn't look that bad as it's pulled back to prior resistance, trying to act as support. We'll see if it holds there. All right, catching up with the chat. What's going on out there, team? What are you guys taking a look at? Throw up your stock of the day. I'll definitely go ahead and do it. Jay Rice says anyone named Jay is a good guy. <laughs> I like that. What's his name? <laughs> All right, we'll keep moving. Let's take a look at what was down today. Down was real estate, not really an area that I'm messing with um, right now. It is coming down, but I just don't trust real estate overall. I mean, if you look at I, uh, ITB, I've been waiting for this to break and this never wants to break. So at least for right now, I'm just trying to stay out of the real estate. Let's go to technology. That's definitely an area that we need to keep and watch. Microsoft, of course, we've talked about how that got hit yesterday. It's continuing to get hit today. Went to a low of 221. That's not good to see there. Google trying to recover the VWAP. We'll see if that can recover. Apple uh, just rejected to get above the VWAP. We'll see if that actually gets back towards 127. Or do we break down towards the 125s? Been looking to see Apple kind of lead the market. We'll wait and see. Meta trying to get back up. We talked about this one was strong yesterday. Trying to continue the strength. I feel like this one eventually turns around. This one doesn't look like the worst for me to be looking for kind of a swing trade back to the short side. Might actually be looking at this one. If this one can get towards around 128, 130s, I might short off that high from Wednesday, 132, uh, 16. We'll wait and see. I'll let you guys know if I do take it. Oracle also turning around today. CRM, of course, Salesforce uh, talked about that yesterday. Got the lift. Today came right back down. This was actually one of the stocks that I was looking to short today, but right out the gates, it never came back to the VWAP. So I wasn't able to grab it until way later in the day. Um, and then it, it did give you a little bounce, but just didn't come to that VWAP. It didn't come to VWAP till 10 a.m. And then eventually it did give you that nice little sideways move. But none right out the gates just completely fell out. All right. <laughs> we'll see what else is going on. You guys are having fun in the chat. I can see that. 
uh, technology overall, solar. Remember, First Solar was a stock that I talked about that I wanted to get short on. Let's see what happened with First Solar. Looks like it's hanging on by a thread right now. Will Solar take that next leg lower? ENPH making that next leg lower. SEDG coming right back down after, of course, that big run that it did from around 200. Went all the way up to 340. Now right back down. Be careful on a name like that. Run about 6.7% down today. So be careful on names like this. It just seems to me like they're really turning around. First Solar still looks good here for me. I remember I was trying to get short 150.50s. We'll see if we're able to get this tomorrow. Maybe hammer it down through the 145. Utilities also coming down. Of course, you guys know I have a swing on right now for the Duke short. We'll talk a little bit about that. Take a look at the 15 minute. It got down to 102.50s. I'm up here above the 104s. We'll look for this to continue down towards the 100. Big thing for me is XLU. XLU needs to continue to break. I don't want it to close the day and then just come back roaring, right? So you can see here on the daily, I'm looking for this to really start cracking through the support. Support, I'd put it right around here. If we can really start breaking through the 6950s, going towards 68, we're going to be looking good to start breaking down. NEE. Uh, next era energy trying to see it do the same right will it break down start coming right right down to those lows southern company tried to get towards the high one two three tried to get back there towards there today couldn't do it we'll see if it starts breaking down all right those are utility names of course industrials we just talked about how they were strong um, one that i would been watching here is ge and honeywell would these come back? And I talked about with the GE mention that happened when it split, would that affect Honeywell and, and actually break this back down? You can see Honeywell is coming down fast today. GE is actually hanging in there um, after a kind of a tough pullback, of course, of their split, which was GEHC. Yeah, HC. How's that doing today? Let's take a look there. This is the healthcare that split off from GE. Uh, it's not looking too bad at least from the hourly out, outlook. It's pulling back to 58. We'll look to see if it gets back here, uh, but definitely volatile indeed as it went up there towards a high of 62.98 and it's already back down to 58.55. All right, looks like you're buying lunch, says uh, Hobo Investor. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, Bullard might have ruined my lunch, but hey, there's still time. There's still time. We got close though. We got close. I'll tell you that much. Um, we went down there towards a low of 378.76. I had 377.83s. We still got some time. Bullard might have changed that up, though. Not going to lie. Um, it was looking really good down here in the 379, but we did not break through the lows of the day. 378.89. Actually, that's not the low. The lows right here, 378.76. Um, so we'll see if we come right back down. Looks like we're just stuck in some sideways action. All right, it's about 154. I'll take stocks from you guys in the chat. If you guys got a ticker, throw it up and I'll go ahead and cover it. If not, I'll go ahead and wrap up the day. Looks like Visa not being able to hang on. This is one that I was watching. It's not looking too bad, guys. Look at this one. Nice little weekly pullback. Did a nice little push. Held the pullback. Now starting to make its way back. Visa's actually not looking too bad for a longer term chart. Let's go to the other one that I was looking at for a little while, and that was the Beamer. Will the Beamer start making its way back up? 
ah, this is not one that I trade too often, but the monthly chart told me that this could start getting strong. We've pulled back significantly. Like the 140s, can we get back to 150? It's not looking too bad. Might have to actually look at IBM this year. Not really a stock that I trade often, but who knows? Intel coming back a little bit. Just looking at some of these cheaper names, they kind of gotten uh, hit after kind of a little bit of a run up, but not really something that I like. Now I'm seeing some stocks rolling in there. Easy GE, nice run. Definitely a nice little run back there. Uh, BAE, I don't know that one there. Um, Babe Systems on Biden News. OP, what's the ticker on that? Net DG wants to take a look at software infrastructure. Looks like it's starting to cut through. Ooh, this one looks ugly. Uh, let's get towards the monthlies. Monthly low is 38.96. You're at 39.87. Next low from there. You get down there towards 37.37. Let's go towards the daily chart. Yeah, it looks to me like you're trying to get towards that November low. Um, would want it to see when it bounces. Right now, it's not looking the best, right? It's looking like it's definitely getting short right now. Uh, it looks like it got faded off of the VWAP also. Um, so look to see us get recovering back through that 41 if you're looking for some type of recovery action. Right now, net doesn't look the best. And one thing that I would state is that always keep in mind, some of these software names might not be as recession resilient as others. All right. The other day when you ended the ticker, uh, ended the show early because there was no tickers. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for you guys, right? I, I have enough shows that you guys can catch me a little bit later on at the close. We can always get through some more tickers, but I always save a little bit of time for you guys to throw up some tickers so that I can get towards the stocks that you guys want to check out. All right, Molin. <laughs> Molin is the word. Ooh, I don't think it's going too much higher, but hey, you never know, right? On this company, i just been kind of waiting in the weeds um, for it to really get back even to $1. It's at 39 cents. Hit me up when it gets past that dollar. I'll start paying attention to it for right now. I'm going to leave it on the sideline. All right, we'll keep pushing. Molin needs to be over $1 by March. I agree. Call me when it's over $1. I'll take a look at it. I just usually don't look at too many stocks that are underneath the dollar. It's just tough, right? <laughs> I remember I've done that with Sundial once or twice. Hasn't turned into the best, even though this one is still over a uh, dollar now because of that reverse split that it did here. But we won't get into that. CRISPR. CRISPR, Kathy News. Yeah, Kathy, um, of course, she has like these therapeutic stocks that have been doing well. She talked about on her on her Twitter, right? She put something out yesterday where she was talking about, you know, how the market hasn't really appreciated these gene therapeutics companies and how some are really helping uh, cancer. And in the long run, she expects some appreciation, but it's not getting the appreciation that it deserves. Some companies like that, uh, that are under ARKK, you'll have Fate, you'll have Beam. I mean, you can take a look. What what does well in, in her space right now and what's doing well? EKAS, Diagnostics and Research, NTLA, Biotech there, CRISPR, Twist, uh, also healthcare sector, Beam, Biotech, you know, those are the ones you want to be looking at. DNA, 
Those are the ones that she's really sticking to. And I think that these have actually helped her stay up, right? Um, so for me, overall, if one thing has helped ARKK not just completely dump down to the downside, it's actually been her healthcare exposure here in those genomics. Uh, so we'll see what happens there in those types of stocks. Will they be able to make a step back up? CRISPR is definitely kind of her leader uh, there, and it is making a little bit of a push on these last three days, made about a 21% push. Now it's down to 47.35. We'll look to see if it gets the next step up. DHI, what are the chances of reversal to the downside? It's already broken the uptrend. Let's go to DHI. Let's take a look there. DR Horton. All right. So this one looks like, to me, like it's just kind of starting to channel its way towards the upside. doesn't look too bad at all because as long as it can hold this trend line, supporting trend line, hey, the trend's your friend until it breaks, right? Until it isn't. And so for right now, I would want this to continue going. Really, you want to see closes above this 90, uh, 91.50. If you see closes above that, that's going to be looking good. Close right back towards 92. And yeah, you'll be looking like you want to take out yesterday's high of 92.82. We'll see what happens. Of course, you wouldn't want to see it break through this trend line and let's say end up towards 88. Once you see that, the trend's not your friend anymore and it could be breaking down. All right, been scalping Mara today. Big position. Uh, wish I'd gone riot, a lot more movement. What would your scout be? Uh, I can't tell you exactly how to trade it, David, because like always, I'm not here for financial advice. I'm just trying to give you education. Uh, but here for uh, Mara, what would I say on Mara, right? Well, one thing to keep in mind, right, is sometimes an hourly chart. An hourly chart helps us think about the overall move, not just the move that's happening today, right? And so I would just look at yesterday's move do what's called a fib retracement. So you guys see this line that I'm drawing right here. This is going to tell me where the retracements should kind of hold. We talk about this level often on pre-market prep, which is the 50% retracement level. That runs right into slightly above four. Look how that's holding up really well right now around that $4 price point. So that's what I would want to see it hold. Really don't want to see it break the 61.8, the golden mean, which is down towards 388. So you could get maybe a wick in towards the 390s, but I wouldn't want to see 388 break. That shows me that it's just kind of more of a sideways trend, a pause in the rally that it's trying to create. And as long as it doesn't retrace the whole rally, the trend is still valid. Let's see what happens in the next couple of days if you get that next push up. All right, last one we'll do is snow. We'll wrap up with this one. As this one looked like it was trying to come, and these are the type of stocks that you could possibly expect to get some January effect. Just didn't get any love there. Um, and for that case, I was looking at Unity. Uh, it's right back down to 2645. You got to be careful on these growth names. They're turning around really fast. Roblox, at least this one's looking a little bit better. This one might try to fill a little bit of this gap. We'll see what happens there. But Snow, not looking good. And of course, CrowdStrike got hit hard, right? That could have affected Snow. Pan W isn't been doing the best of the charts. So I don't like snow overall as it keeps breaking through new lows. All right. We'll do one last one for OP. I got you. We'll do Lulu. Lulu doesn't look too bad as it's trying to regain here and start to come back its way. Uh, it definitely gets back above that 330. 
it won't be looking too bad. One of the things, of course, that you can see is it did have that kind of 50 through the 200 day. Let's see if it comes back for the two, the 50 day and kind of clears back up towards 339. Uh, Ulta is one that I was watching for the Santa Claus rally. And that's when we were down here, team. Look at the Santa Claus rally in Ulta. Man, this is the one that I should have grabbed. I talked about that I, I could see this one being really a nice Santa Claus rally. And look at that lift. One of the best run companies out there right now, I would have to say, is Ulta Beauty. If there's one stock that I regretted not getting in the pandemic, definitely Ulta would be one of those as it's just hell of a good one run. Last one, Sentinel-1. Yeah, that doesn't look good either. That's also in the cybersecurity space. And if Pan W is going to keep making new lows, you might want to go in Sentinel-1. But like always, you guys make your own investment decision. I'm going to wrap it up here. Like always, I did see some new faces in here. Do me the favor. Hit the subscribe down below. Subscribe to our channel so that you guys can catch all the action that happens here on Benzinga. And I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Enjoyed our interview with, of course, Jay Wood, New York Stock Exchange Executive Floor Governor and Chief Market Strategist at Drive Wealth. If you guys missed that, rewind that. Really good interview that we just did. I'll see you guys a little bit later on At The Close, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Benzinga. We get into all the action that happened with Joel Alconin on At The Close. See you there. We'll